Night Moons is brought to you in part by our friends at Logos Bible Software. Logos combines digital books with intelligent software to help you study the Bible deeply. Do word studies with one click, search for virtually anything in your Bible, and enjoy dozens of features that help you see more in Scripture. It's like having a personal Bible study research assistant. Everything you're talking about, and there's, I mean, it, whatever camp or tribe or denomination or ideology or whatever it is, that thing and amongst members and leadership, whatever that thing is, they're having these conversations. And so there is no agreement to, well, what's a man? So I sat on a 45 minute call with, well, man is this. Well, then you got extrapolating over here what a man is. I'm like, well, what does God say what a man is? Mm-hmm. You got all these men and theologians talking about, oh, manhood is this and manhood is that. Mm-hmm. I said, well, what does God say that man is? Exactly. Because we're losing the focus on this cultural and world systems and behavior patterns to what man is. A man is supposed to be, but at the same time, your your young boys are out. Mm-hmm. They're so far out. They're out there in the back 40, and you can't control the young boys in your own household, but yet you're coming into these, these meetings and gatherings, and you're preaching a prescribed portion of what you have come to a summary of what manhood is. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, what, is, what does God say? Did, did he not talk about raising boys into a man where, where did where did this wagon come unhinged to we just we're going to refuse to agree to what god says but we're going to argue back and forth to what this deal you know what this camp said what this camp says i'm like let's get back to the foundation what does god say that a man and how are we supposed to raise our boys because it's all through the old covenant open up proverbs and open up Songs of Solomon, you're going to understand what he says, how to raise up a, a son. And he's, he's very clear with how he wants to raise. So what you're talking about um, on that aspect and piggyback on it, it is hugely important. Mm-hmm. That's why I think this event coming up on the 8th and 9th is just a precursor to what God has placed in not only your <clears throat> your table, not only on what Dr. Hargett's table, um, my table, and other men coming to it, because I believe when I heard this, it's a ripple effect. Because it's if change is going to happen in a moment, that's a miracle. Glory to God for that. But with all the different mindsets and the different, you know, it's just crazy what we're thinking. Mm-hmm. And we come to how we are going to come into unity when we can't even get the thinking to the same bridge and then we're fighting the thinking of okay well this is what i'm well we're raising our kids this way and you know i'm raising our kids this way well what is the biblical pattern of raising our kids and see it's just a fact that we were falling so far away and we're trying to take god well we're not trying we actually are taking God out of everything that we have, out of schools, out of this, out of this. And man is so confused with who and what they are. I've got, I've got boys that, matter of fact, I was at Walgreens with my wife earlier today and I was, and she was looking at makeup. Never did I think that I would see a young man bend down to look at the same thing my wife is looking at. The, the Maybelline and all the other stuff. And yeah. it, it, it's so sad on how we do this. And then looking at different areas where I go, where I see men with painted nails or um, something of this nature, and but they don't know. And they're, they're, they're accepting what man has put out as what a man is. But then you look at it and you break it down on what is a man. And if you really get into it, man is a is not a gender, but it is a race. It's a, it's an aspect of who God designed. It just happens to have two different two different models of male, excuse me, a male and a female, mm-hmm. because man in itself means spirit, and God raised, uh, He built, He created a a spirit being spirit beings to be just like him and so when you look at it we have his character we have his essence we have his qualities and so genesis 126 tells you right then 
This is what man is supposed to be. Now, from there, he breaks it down and he tells us, well, this is what the man is supposed to be as you go farther in Genesis, as you realize that he's the foundation of Eden, which is not just a garden in, in essence. And you, you have to study it to break it down and understand truly, you know, what this what this garden means to man, you know, because mm -hmm. you know how they say the first thing that man had was a job. Mm -hmm. Okay, we we can we can look at that, you know, and we can we can go with that. But there's so much more to it in the fact of what God created as dominion. Who is man? Man being the foundation, supposed to take care of everything. Yeah, he did have a job, and he took care of the fact of you know of Eden and everything else, and Eve and the whole nine yards. And but when he fell and he ate that fruit, everything went left, and you know, that's where we're at now. And I believe that God is telling us, you know, hey, look, I want you to get back to the original blueprint of who I designed man to be. And when man is back to where he is and his foundation of creating and dominion over the earth, then and only then will things operate correctly as they should, because we're supposed to reinstate the, the laws and the regulations and, and the mindset and the heart of God here on earth. That was our initial aspect as it is. And no, you know, we weren't there to rule man. No, that's not what that's not what that says. It specifically right. tells us what we're supposed to have dominion over. Mm -hmm. But we take it in two different aspects of who and what we're supposed to be doing, how we're supposed to be doing. And then we get so discombobulated and confused on, you know, what a man is, who a man is. Because I remember my dad telling me, you know, hey, well, this is what man does. You get a job, mm -hmm. you go to school, you get a job, you right. get married, you become a father, you have children and this and this and that, but that was all man's blueprint. Nowhere in the Bible did God say any of that. Now, I mean, now he, he gives us specific rules and regulations as we go by on what a father is, but I don't remember learning any of that when I was a kid. And so that's no, I find people like you and um, so many other people, such, such a key aspect in in, in man's identity on who it is. And if you've noticed, they're trying to touch on that. Um, some people more than others, but it's almost like, and God gave me this word and I know he had said this to um, Who did he say this to? Um, I don't remember, but I remember praying and he said, my words in your mouth are just as important as my words in my mouth. And yeah, been really, really key and 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 phenomenal to me the past year because it, it was like December twenty sixth, right after Christmas, when he when he told me that when I was writing in my journal and I was praying, and that in itself kind of grabbed you know my 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 belief and understanding of what a man is because that is who we're supposed to be. That's who we're supposed to emulate. That's who we're supposed to, you know, take on a regular basis and raise our children to understand that this is, this is the foundation and this is who you are. And you need to take that and be the best version of yourself that you could imagine or even be. Because when you don't, you're disrespecting your creator. Yeah, and it takes a deep dive. I keep seeing that word deep dive and, and we're having yeah. a conversation um, you guys, welcome into Night Moves, by the way. Um, this is kind of cool. I am with uh, a good, true friend of mine, true brother in Christ. We go back for a little bit here. Michael Samuels uh, is with me in the lab on the last episode of Night Moves of the year 2022. So you are coming in like, whoa, what's that? They, there's no official introduction. Because this has kind of been standard protocol with what we're gearing back into. So I want to say welcome into Night Moves on this Saturday night. Uh, deep dive into faith and identity. We're going to be honing in on identity. And that brings us to tell you, if you're a boy, a man of any age, any stature, of any tribe, you want to join us January 8th through the 10th. We have the Boy to Manhood Symposium. You do not want to miss it. Michael Sam is going to be uh, one of our guest speakers on this crucial event. And we're talking about this being the ripple effect. 
And for me, I think this is key. So I want you to join us. More information is going to be coming in on this description and on the podcast. You'll be able to sign up, 126th of Genesis, 126th of Genesis at gmail.com. 126 Genesis Media is a sponsor for the Boyhood to Manhood Symposium coming, streaming on the Discord server, 126 Genesis Media, January 8th through the 10th. Michael, thank you for being here. Um, that's kind of my intro to this. There's so much that we're talking about. You got to go back and push rewind and, and kind of capture this because um, you, my friend, since we have been connected uh, many years back and we even go uh, have a connection through law enforcement. Um, when I was reading your bio, because I was flipping out, you guys, because I, I lost my iPhone. That's why I'm flipping out, got here and I'm going through the bio. I'm like, hey, I, I, identity strategist. Um, when father taught me about the I, kingdom identity as a son mm-hmm. and a daughter, it, he ripped so many layers off of my, my thought process to what I thought, like what we were talking about, you know, m- m- to be a man in society and in the world culture, you must take care of your family. You must take care of your family to the nth degree. You must then secure your family to the nth degree. You must then fill in the blank, mad libs. But when father taught me on this identity as a son, a relationship, that became game time, game over for me. And so you being a kingdom strategist in identity, um, I want to talk about that with faith. Uh, for the remainder of time that we have you here, thank you for being uh, last minute, you guys, because we've been working to schedule things out and he's came back in from Colorado and he's back home now. And so um, get your notebooks out. And if, if you're, you're watching a live stream, you have some questions, you want to answer as many questions as possible. But if you're on the podcast, send your questions over to Night Moods HDQ. Uh, Michael's description will be here inside the podcast episode where you can ask questions and we're going to provide some resources. This is about resources. This is about strategically changing the paradigm to what it is for us to be and understand what it is a man is supposed to be according to God's viewpoint, according to his structure. Let's get back into this conversation. Um, It pains me the conversation we're having. Like we were down South, um, and going, Kara had to go to the bathroom. And for us, for me, I, it's this is where I'm, I'm at with this. Um, men are men, boys are boys, girls are girls, and women are women. I, so hate mail come my way. Um, that's fine because Father taught me this. And not so much did he not only teach me this, but this has been ingrained inside of me. And, and we are watching this generation and previous generations kind of going like in this decline, but now it's kind of like this deep dive mm-hmm. to, well, um, manhood is whatever I think manhood is according to what the culture and the subculture is dictating to what men are to be. And it is okay for a feminine man to exist and coexist in the nucleus of a family with raising children. And I thoroughly disagree with that. That's one of the meetings I had uh, earlier this past week. Thoroughly disagree with that. And you got theologians thinking this. So kingdom strategy of identity. What has God put on your heart? And not only your heart, but your mind with this important aspect of sonship as it pertains to the males. That that is a mouthful. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Um, I don't know quite how long ago God really began to deal with me about sonship, about that's who I am before anything else, mm-hmm. and that I'm his son. Um, and we, you know, I used to have a very minor understanding at one point when I first started, just like anybody else does, because you have to learn. Yeah. And you're like, okay, if I'm a son, 
That's what it means I'm a son of a king. And if I'm a son of a king, that means I have royalty in my blood. And if I have royalty in my blood, then that means that I'm a, I'm a royal heir. We'll go, we can go on and on and on. But it was at that point that God really began to push some things into me. I, he began to have me look at Genesis 126 more and more than I have ever in my whole entire life, where he says, let us make man in our image after our likeness. Let them rule over the fish of the sea, over the flying creatures of the sky, over the livestock, over the whole earth, and over every crawling creature that crawls on the land. And we've all heard that scripture before. Mm -hmm. in, in church, they said, okay, you were created in his image and his likeness. That means you're just like him. And um, I began to look at that, and I'm like, but if you look at those two words together, they, they actually mean the same if you research it and you break it down. I, so why did God look at me and why did he say, I want to create Michael in my own image, but then repeat myself and create him in my likeness. And so no, no pastor or no preacher ever told me this. I had to research it myself. <clears throat> and that was a fact of let us make man in our image. And so I said, okay, but what does that mean? It doesn't mean, you know, it can't mean just create them to look like me, like a mirror image. And so when I broke it down, it meant quality and character and essence. And I'm like, so basically you're telling me I have your quality, I have mm -hmm. your essence, I have your character. I'm like, mm -hmm. boom. But what about likeness? Because that word means the same thing when you look at it in the dictionary. Likeness, I mean, what that definition means to look like or to act and so I, I'm, like I said, I'm a nerd. So I went and looked at it in the Hebrew and broke it down some more. That word likeness actually means to function as. Now, what did that, that blew me away. And it really helped me to understand not just the sonship aspect of it, because my father created me with his essence and his character and his qualities, but to function just like him. And then as I go farther, he says, give them dominion and give them. So this being our his second kingdom, you know, and the fact of him saying, okay, but I want my children to, to have dominion over this spot. Not, not me. I'm not going to do this. I'm going to work through you. And then, just different studies that I went through and, uh, you know, man having the only true legality as is to function as on earth. And he works through us in order to get things done. And so I took all that and took it to the point of understanding. So this is what a man is supposed to be. And I remember him saying to me once, you want to know what a man does? Want to know who a man is? I created you just like me. And so when when that came across, I'm telling you, that blew me away because I took that and I said, okay, okay, God, you're the men of men. You're the man of all men. And so I look at it and I'm supposed to function and act just like you. And I'm supposed to be strong just like you. And I'm not supposed to be afraid because when... You, when you live in fear and you operate in fear, that's the opposite of love. God is love. So when you're working in the opposite of love, you're you're disrespecting and you're 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 literally not functioning like you should. And so mm -hmm. in all these years, I have not been operating like you have asked me to. So I watched and I let the world is changing things, saying it's okay to be, you know a woman if you're a man or to have some feminine aspect of it. And there are people that teach that, that, you know, hey, men need to access their feminine side so that they can be the best parent or the best husband that they can be. And, but I based it and I looked at it again. I said, but the Bible didn't tell me that. He said, you can be a man, but you can be a man and do what you're supposed to do. But I'm love. And to me, those are two different things. Being feminine and love are two different aspects. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, I played football. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an athlete. Not, my son is not. I get that. I understand that. You know, he's an artist. He, 
he's 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 working on a play and you know he's writing a book and this is this is his this is his makeup and I get that and I understood that and I understood that years and years ago but I know a lot of fathers that would would press and say no this is a man you're supposed to go play football you're supposed to right. be strong you're not supposed to cry um and the world has just taken it way too far when it comes to that you know i mean just not just there's a little bit of femininity there but they're like no but it's either all or nothing you're okay if you want to do that and i'm not saying that i dislike someone because of that my father hated the sin he didn't hate the person i mean he went right. and sat down with with tax collectors you know and so I'm getting way off, but to the aspect of your question of sonship, you know, I looked at that and I took that and I said, okay, before I was even born, you dreamed with me. Before I was even created, you thought with me and you made me to be the best version of myself that I can. Now you've given me a choice to move forward and to to grab that aspect and that's what everybody has a choice of doing but I wondered why life was so I guess you could say me living underneath my birthright and why things ended up the way they were and how things ended up the way that they were and he kept saying but you're my son but you're my son so where does sonship fall into that Sonship falls into the aspect of being a man um, and as being and as being a man as God created you to be. That's who he is. He's love. He's 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 um, he's perfect love. And we 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 don't equate who and what we are when we do that. And then we look at what we see before us and we get afraid because what we see before us isn't what God promised us in the get-go. And <clears throat> we get scared, but I fall on it and say, but God is love. He's not fear. Fear is not part of love. And so I took that and I said, okay, so my sonship has no area of fear in it. Right. I'm your son. And so my sonship has no fear. My sonship is full of love. And that's, that's who I am. I mean, I am, I am the boots on the ground on earth doing what you want me to do and getting and helping all your children be the best version of themselves that they can be. And how can they do that? You start in Genesis and I'm telling you everywhere as you go down, you begin to see from Genesis all the way to Revelation what a man is. And it's hard to break it down in just an hour segment. On right. who we're supposed to be, you know, because God left and right. I mean, an aspect in there when David was passed, when David was dying and he looked at his son, he said, it's time to be a man. But he had built that foundation of what a man was. A man, you know, on being the son of God or who a son is. He He built that in him. So when he said, it's time to be a man. He knew exactly what he was saying. And so when God asked Solomon and said, so what do you want? He said, not worried about the rest of it. You said your word, you got it. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And then you said that, that I didn't have not to worry about the rest of the things because you're taking, you'll take care of. Just seek ye first the kingdom of God and everything else will be added. And Solomon said, so all I can tell you, though, is in my own power, I'm not good. I don't know how to do this. And that's where my sonship came into line was I looked at God and said, I know you've put this in me, but I don't know how to be a son. And he said, OK, that I can work with. And he began to pour into me from Genesis as I read all the way across. And there's no way to get past it but to study it. You know, and to understand, now I can give you tidbits here and there, but you're going to have to dig into it and say, okay, God, what are you saying to me? Who are you saying that I am? Because the blueprint that man has placed before us on what a son is, is null and void. It's not a blueprint. 
it's a man-made, it's a man-made device put together in order for us to tolerate left and right what goes on on our day-to-day basis. But there is a blueprint where God said, this is what a man is. This is what a son is. You need to intertwine the two because those two are me and those two are love. Love, I'll be honest with you, I think love is the biggest key in all of that of understanding because my guy sat with tax collectors, you know? He took a drink from from Jewish lady because they don't do that from a Samaritan woman. They don't do that, mm-hmm. you know? But he his love took him past that to another level that in a common mindset, we wouldn't understand. We wouldn't understand at all. And I had to sit down and I had to say, okay, God, it's me and you. What do I have to do to be a son? What does all this mean to me? I mean, I can give you a basic definition of what a son is. I mean, but you look at a son and the definition of a son is going to be in the dictionary is going to say um, one related to a father or a mother. And then the ship aspect of it is going to define it as a foundational place. And so, you know, I'm a nerd. Like I said, I went and looked at it farther. And as a son, you have everything that God created and gave you. And we look at it as Jesus's inheritance. But what we have to understand is that when God looks at Jesus, or when he looks at you, he sees Jesus, his son. He sees no difference. He sees the love that's there. He says, Michael E. Thomas is my son. Mm-hmm. I, when I look at him, I see Jesus. And Michael Samuels is my son. And what we have to understand is that when we look at it, that that aspect of love goes way ahead and above anything that we could even imagine, above what we were taught of as kids, as children, you know, and this is what a man is. When it's one simple thing, and that is, he says, I'm the bread of life, I'm love. And we're like, you know, I used to think my brother sometimes, you know, when he talked about love was out there. But I keep looking at it and saying, but he's not out there. God is literally love. That's who he is. I mean, the way people say things, you know, it is what it is. And that's how people talk and whatsoever. But for me, sonship is love. Sonship is, you know, because without love, we couldn't identify any other aspect of who or what the father is. Mm -hmm. Most guys are operating outside of that paradigm. And so when I say most guys, most males, and I'm going to be, we're going to be inside manology during this three night event. Um, It is going to be one journey. So when I say most males operate outside of, of love from a spiritual connection because of what the generation of father, grandfather, great-grandfather, what that has infused in that relationship, it began to be, to deduce love. It it, it began to deduce having a father-son coexistence to which now the son has now sought relation Mm -hmm. outside of the nucleus of what father or heavenly father has placed inside the nucleus of the marriage and the relationship from dad to boy, from dad to girl, and more so dad to boy as to be one who pours into and our mothers receive and they produce it. So there are, there has been generations. I'm, you know, this goes back to as, as, as beginning of, of creation. Mm -hmm. Men, 
not pouring into that relationship and not fostering this relationship in the natural setting so that you have harmony and duality. So you have now generations in recent generations finding mm-hmm. male relationship lacking and the qualities that are lacking are now from world cultures and world behavior patterns. And, you know, for gangbangers, I have conversations with, with those, with those, that block, you know, they're finding that male relation inside of a broken system, mm-hmm. just fostering brokenness. And so, you know, you talk to that client, tell that customer, that fellowship, and you know, being a former PD, I get love here. Mm-hmm. Well, what is that love? What, what can you tell me about that love? Well, they, they do things for me. Okay. Let's go a little bit deeper. What, what is that love like? You know, I, I get from them what I can't get from the house. Okay. What is that? So there is no, you know, you know what I'm saying? I've, you know, you've had those conversations back in Denver on the, on the unit, but it's so, I, this word, a deduction comes because there is a lack of fostering positive influence and discipline because our, our sisters in Christ, our spouses, our mothers are the nurturing and we're the counterpart to the nurturing. So when you deduce, I love that word, the discipline, the relationship, and the pattern of what positive love does, and even in discipline, love is in discipline. Mm-hmm. But when you remove all that, because you don't want to break the soul of your son, you don't want to hurt the spirit. That's that's you saying what you don't want to do. And God never said that. Hmm. And if you notice outside of each and every part of that, that word love based every single aspect. And I agree, you know, it's like when my mom whooped my butt, she said, even at the age of 12, I would go back and sit on her lap. Mm-hmm. And Because I knew, you know, my mom loved me. That was the reason why things were going. So there's a difference between beatings and... Right, you know, right, 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 right. I'm going to say that. But um, you look at it, at everything that God did, even when he, dis- even when he you know, flipped the tables, he did it out of love, you know, and... Everything is out of love. So as we we look at it, we that that that's been my biggest thing this year in 2022 is the foundation of love because we have to understand that God loved us first, but that He loved us so much that He gave His only begotten Son. Within that, He created each and every one of us, and He adopted us. And there's this when I I. I I used to preach this a lot. And one thing that I liked about it was that when you were adopted was when they did the, when they did the signet ring, I really liked it because he had a ring on, but at the signet ring, he grabbed it and he pressed it. He pressed it as hard as he could that melted wax. And it wasn't just a press. I mean, he came in with a, with a seal of approval, like boom, that is my seal that I'm adopting this son, that he's got everything that I have. Do you guys understand that when God, when God adopted, when he looked, he sealed the top of your head, he sealed it and said, you are mine. You mm-hmm. are, you, I love you with all my heart that I'm going to give you my son to get rid of all this other mess that you've got going on so that you can make a choice to become the best version of yourself that you want to be. Now, if you decide not to, that's on you as well, but I've adopted you. Everything that's there is mine. You are a son to me. And so I look at it as like, what is a son? Well, he said, I created you in my image and my likeness. He created his son because he wanted a family, he created his son or his not to work just and operate just like him. That's a son. That's sonship. And outside of that, we grow and we grow and we grow and we learn and we learn and we learn. And just like you said, you know, 
when I was a cop, gang members, why did they do what they did? Because they wanted to be loved. Mm-hmm. When I ran into people who, you know, robbed banks or did something, the bottom line outside of it was somewhere is they missed the love that was supposed to be there to help them to grow, to manifest, to be the best person that they're supposed to be. No, we're too busy living by laws and regulations of what man designed saying, who are we supposed to be? And this is, we're supposed to live this life to be this person that we're supposed to be. And so even in my book, you know, I fell with the difference of this, of misunderstanding between ministry and business. And it, it helped me to understand that there's no difference in there, that I am a, I am a kingdom citizen, not a, not a, not Michael of Clinton, Iowa, or anything of that nature but I'm a citizen. And within that, what's a citizen supposed to do? A citizen, the king takes care of his citizens, you know, each and every area. And so what is a son? That is me. A son is related to his father. So if you're related to your father, you were created in his image and his likeness, each and every aspect of that. That means you walk and reside with his character and his essence, and you're supposed to function just like him. That's your sonship. Now, when you're operating outside of that, you're operating outside of your sonship. Mm-hmm. Your yeah. sonship is like your kingdomship or your or your citizenship. You're a son. And if you operate outside of who and what he's called you to be, then you're not operating in the right aspect of what a son really is. Better questions to... And now, you know, this we're having this conversation, and yeah, it is primarily man or male focused, but there's got to be better questions. The walk of a son to the to our father, I call him Papa, I call him Abba. And so, mm-hmm. my prayers aren't what we would know as uh, church prayers, they're more of a conversation. You know, why does that tree, how, how are you creating this? or questions around that. For me, speaking to me per- personally, because I have been able to learn better of how to become his son through the studies of the scriptures and the books. And I realized, you know, there's even argumentative conversation that happens and the church gets all weirded out. Well, you shouldn't talk to the father that way. Um, well, Joseph, Abraham, Isaac, Moses, pretty much outright told daddy, these are your kids. I'm not dealing with your your people. You deal with them. Mm -hmm. So the conversation is a rich of wholeness of an organic relationship. And they had a relationship so they could have that conversation in the understanding of I'm respecting who I'm talking to because he can smooth, take me out in a nanosecond if he chooses to. But they had that quality of communication because they had that relationship and understood their connecting to Papa. And so we're here, 2022, 2023, and there is such a separation out of ID. And Mike, you know, if you have a conversation in the Midwest around a camp of denomination, which is totally different from what's going out in the West, totally different from what's going out in our states or even overseas, you're not going to have the same answer to this key question of identity. And I have learned this and still learning. Most believers are living beneath their kingdom privilege. And in America, we don't they don't understand that because they never lived in a monarchy. They protested the monarchy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we can vote you in, we can vote you out. I don't like you, Michael, because you said something crazy to me. I'm going to go somewhere else because that's what you said. But when we're dealing with a king, it's his prerogative, mm-hmm. his deal. So mm-hmm. our identity, and we're going all in on those three nights. We're going in, and if you want to understand your identity, um, please, please, please send us an email over to 126 uh, the Genesis at gmail.com and this is for males young and old season unseasoned 
that's it in a nutshell. I'm trying, and I'm I'm really trying not to give it away because I mean we've we've got that aspect of identity, <laughs> and you know, for a while I sat there and I'm like, I'm one person. I'm a person that'll give an answer and be like, well, there's the answer. But as I look in the Bible, there's so much more than just um, one thing of who I am. If you look at it, you look. You said the word Abba. Abba means father. Father meaning source. We call him Abba, father. He is the source. And then you question what what's a son supposed to be like? A son is supposed to be able to depend on his father and say, okay, but you're my source. Because he said, what father would give his son a stone if he asked for a fish? Right. And I lean on him and I look at him and and I say, okay, father. Um, when he, he said, not my will, but your will be done. And I look at it and I'm like, because I'm your son, you know, no father is going to let anything negative happen to their son. Like, I, I dare you to run up and try to do something to my son, Tanner. It wouldn't go well for you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like, God's not going to let that happen. But because we fall so short in understanding who the father is, and that's the key thing, is that in order to function as, we need to operate and understand how he operates so that we can operate down here just like that. But if we don't know how, we're just experimenting. Let's let's, yeah. let's use that word. We're experimenting. Yeah, I like that word, experimenting. You know, uh, we're not we're not who were we were created to be, and who knows better of who's who of how we're supposed to operate than the Creator. Yeah, because He's going to pour in everything that we need to coexist in duality. But do and we trust that? Exactly. Do we trust that? If you're not trusting that, you're you're beneath your privilege. Mm-hmm. And you're experimenting. Man, I like that word. Because man. we're going day by day, trying to be who we think we're supposed to be. I'm trying to be the husband that I believe Kim would want me to be, or or the father that Brianna would want me to be. When in all essence, in that scripture, he breaks it down and says, this is who you are. This is who you're supposed to be. All you have to do is steward correctly what I've given you, and I'll take care of the rest. And we fall we fall so short because we don't understand who and what we're supposed to be. You know, when I looked at it and said, I'm a king, y'all don't get that. You know, but we're so quick to allow other people to dictate who and what we are that we experiment with who we think we're supposed to be. And because of that, our identity lacks and it, it because we we don't we don't look at the the different superhuman power that's within each and every one of us that God specifically designed. And I, I dare you to go back and look at it and then tell me that your life is anything but supernatural in each and every area of your life i mean for the holy spirit to live within you and you and that to me sounds super supernatural to me like a superhuman power you have a superhuman power that sits right behind you right inside of you to help you to be the best version of yourself that you can be All that resides in your sonship because of who you are and what you're supposed to do and and the inheritance that you've that you've gained and you know the whole nine yards of where you're supposed to go, what you're supposed to do. But we don't we don't look at it that way. We don't understand it. We don't we don't grab hold of it right. of what it means. You know, my brother when he when he talks a lot of times, you know, I've noticed a lot of people say things like how you doing, King? How you doing, Queen? Mm-hmm. And that's an that's an art in our in, in in the in the black culture right now. And they're I they're speaking to identify mm-hmm. 
who people really are. But we don't do that ourselves. Isn't that crazy? You know? You are the son of a king of the most high. And every day in my prayers, you know, I look at it, I said, okay, I am the son of a king, the king. Right. That makes, I mean, if you look at the idea, take a look at what the, and break it down. Don't just look at it in the dictionary, but break down what the world royalty means or royal meat, royal blood represents in the Hebrew, Greek, the whole nine yards. And then tell me and be like, I guarantee you, you'll call me back and be like, wow. Yeah. Because what I did was I began to understand who my father was. Mm -hmm. And as I understood who my father was, I understood what he did for us. Mm -hmm. And I understand. And within that, he took all that and he said, okay, Michael. He who is like God, I'm just the king, the priest. This is who you are. But we don't believe that and we fall short and we we live outside of our birthright. And that's what we want to get into each and every one of you within at least at least give you a good foundation within the next few days of who and what you really are. Because right. when you understand the king idea of who you are, when you understand the royal blood that's within you, you live and you live a, what's the word I'm looking for? You live a life that is not impossible. I like that word, by the way, because the word impossible means I'm possible. And in, in him, I can do anything. And that's, the fabric of the kingdom. Too many live beneath their kingdom privilege. And because they live beneath their privilege, they don't understand the kingdom. But mm -hmm. too many never understood the kingdom because they'd never had it uh, lived out for them. There has never been a pattern in many um, families. And that includes the church and Christianity, which is not even close to understanding how to live in their kingdom privilege. Um, man, short little time we got left, bro. This is going to be crazy. Um, I'm going to transition because I'm not going to be spilling all these beans because, like, we're, we're setting the table for January 8th. You got three generals coming to present to the male, the male's passport. And three different approaches. to this word that he has me unearthing manology according to Father's kingdom. So I want you, if you're not, if you're listening to this live stream, you're listening to this episode that's going to air on Night Moods HQ. If there is a doubt in your identity and you are male, this event we want you to be a part of. We are inviting you. We are going to be encouraging you. We're going to be feeding you from the, the table, the smorgasbord of biblical themed placement mm -hmm. to what it is to grow up into manhood and to keep manhood. And I want you to question, ask this question. Why is father spending more time speaking to adults and wanting relationship in your adult life? Meaning this. We spend more time on earth as adults as we do as children. And Father created Adam as an adult. Think about that. Hmm. He created Adam as a child. He created Adam as an adult. Hmm. And he birthed a relationship with an adult that he created, not a child. He fast-tracked that first man product into adulthood when you understand the Genesis 1. And every adult thereafter had a relationship as an adult. Samuel is left at the temple by his mother to grow in relationship, hearing from the realm of the spirit, father's voice. In every instance from Genesis to Revelations, you have adult males, adult women 
dealing with their creator and sonship. So this is what we're going to be talking about. And this is not just a talking point. This is Father bringing his ecclesia back to the, the blueprint means there's some mantles, some identity markers that have been placed in the ground have been trampled on. And because men, men have allowed their mantles, their identity be trampled on, it's the enemy that has placed it in his hand and is using it illegally against the very ones that have dropped their identity. This is what we're going to be talking about for the next three days, January 8th through the 10th. Brother, this is um, hmm. this will be intense. That's all I'm going to say. This is going to be intense, and this it's going to be all doors open. We're going to be on the Discord server for this because there's not going to be anything that we're going to leave uncovered, meaning three males are going all in on what it's going to take to open all the gates for you to walk into your season your position, your purpose, your identification, and what it means to be male from the eyes and ears and mouth from our Heavenly Father. And this is one of the guys that I trust with the baton to bring forth the revelation, to bring forth the identifications, because, again, Michael's a strategist. He's a book nerd. <laughs> so three Michaels coming to the platform January 8th through the 10th. I want you guys to begin to register Later on tonight, I'm going to be opening up the registrations on Night Moods podcast, 126 Genesis Media on all social media accounts where you can begin to register for this event. It is going to be on the Discord server. That means you got to create an account. Boys, males, seasoned males, unseasoned males, doesn't matter where you are from on this one world that we share. Males have some work to do. We have given up the power in many aspects. And we're not saying that our queens are out of order. What we are saying that we're going to address the male aspect. We're going to open up the box. And you're going to get in real time what it's going to take for you to begin to possess your identity, according to the father. Anything you want to say before we close it down, bro? Yeah. Um, yeah. There's someone listening where God is speaking to you, not quite understanding what he's saying, but what he's saying is when, when you were a child, you spoke, you were to speak as a child, but when you become a man, you put away childish things. Mm. And God is saying at that point that it's time to put away the childish things. And he's really been pressing that to you this, this season because man has been doing just enough to get people to understand what manhood is. But manhood, when he created manhood, he created man, which was spirit not male or female. He created a family in which you want a relationship with. And so as you study and you look farther into that word, you begin to understand that men and that male and female were created spirit, but were created to complement one another, not to disrespect. Mm -hmm. And so as you look at what you're doing or acting you were not meant to disrespect, but to compliment. And only you know what that means. But I'm telling you that when we do the, the, those three days, come on in. If you got questions, ask. I mean, we're going to do our best to get you to step into the kingly understanding of who it is, who you truly are. Because each and every one of you has a unique quality that you need to utilize and become the best version of yourself that you can be so that we can do that that God has called us to do. That's why this generation, my generation, is still pressing harder and harder so that we can teach the next generation how to be 
the best version of themselves to be the man that they're supposed to be. And it's not just for men, because to help you understand that to help a man become a man also means that we need to help women become women so they understand how they're supposed to help to compliment a man because God created a help me. I'm going to leave that there. So, <laughs> yes, it is for men. It is for men. And we're, we really want to help men to be. But I'm telling you, women, if you have a man in your life, get them there so that they can help you be the best version of themselves that you can be. Because we need you both. We need you both to be the best version and to step out and step out in love and step out in your sonship and the word that's really long for me, which is daughtership, but it's a yeah. word it exists. But yeah. hey, if a man can be a man, a woman can be a woman. That's a period on this episode, you guys. Uh, we got so much that we can deliver, but we're gonna save a the massive portion for this this event, what we're doing. Um, Michael, you know I love you. Uh, like a brother. I, I mean that um, father put us together in season, out of season. So I want to say thank you for closing down this episode. Now, please let all the night Eagles know how they can get in contact with you because you are an up and coming resource, a present general to this generation. I don't know how they can reach out to you. Um, I'm on all social media, Facebook, um, Instagram. I'm, I'm about to do some things with my social media and take it to a whole nother level here in 23. But if you DM me on Instagram, it's simple. It's at Mike A. Samuels. Um, um, you can even find me as PD, the identity strategist, because, oh, and that, that's, that's something that I truly believe is, you know, people need to understand who and what they are. And that's my that's my thing. I mean, I believe that life has a series of choices. You either choose to be ordinary or you choose to be extraordinary. So you need to make that choice. So if you want to get in touch with me, Instagram is probably the best spot, or you can email me at michael at masamuels.com, and I'll be sure to get back to you as soon as I can. I got no else to say, but this is going to be amazing. Um, I support what this brother's doing. And when I say God placed me with him, he placed us together. And so what he has to pour into other men, pour into other women with identity, make sure you connect with him on that and um, be ready to put in some work because he's a man of work. He's a man of action, a man of results. I'm just letting you know up front. It's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. So get ready to handle your business in 2023, people. We're going to do it. Michael, I love you to death. Um, I'm glad he put us together. And God knows where we're going to go from here in 2023 and move farther on. That's so right. This last thing to you guys, and that's the, the God said that your steps are ordered by him. But steps is an action word. That means you got to get off your butt and you got to do some work. And so learn, read, do whatever you have to do and become a better you so that we can move forward in 23. That closes this episode, you guys. Um, this is going to be amazing what we're getting ready to step into. This is the transition. We're crossing the bridge to Passover. Um, everyone's got work to do. Father is bringing us back to the original design, the original purpose. This has been a conversation with Michael Samuels. What's the name of the company? I forgot to even mention that, bro. What's the name of the company? <laughs> the name of my business is Infinite Global Enterprises. It's a consulting firm in which um, we help people understand who and what they are, as well as um, I'm, a, I'm a preacher and a minister of the gospel um, with Infinite Ministries. I'm the overseer of that. And um, hey, one way or another, we got you. But like I said, business and ministry are not separate. They're the same thing. We just have to see them and understand them. And we've been separating them too long. We need to show people how they work alongside one another and how they bless the world in itself. And that's the only way that we're going to become ourselves. And that's part of our identity. So I really look forward to these next three days and help them become the best that they can be. 
That's the exclamation on this episode. Join me in 2023 for new content, new interviews. Michael, you know, I know you're going to be on at some point again. Um, you know, we just got to figure it out. We'll schedule it. This is going to be a wrap, you guys. Happy New Year to all of you. And listening on the podcast on your favorite channel, thank you. Remember to support everything that we're doing here at Night Moods. Remember to support all of our guests. Without your support, God bless. Challenging. Have a good night, everybody. See you in 2023.